You are listening. You are listening to Parallel Radio. Parallel Radio. Parallel Radio. Parallel Radio. For the spirit and for the fight of people. Yeah, man, reading and TV on the line now. Hey. And welcome to our episode, new episode of Parallel Radio, and it's a special show all about talking and walking because we've just been on a little tour around the area with um, our guest who's here, who's Karen Elms, and she runs something called the Senior Bees. And what's the Islington Group called? The Islington Group is just called the Islington Group. The Islington Group. Okay. The idea is we'll find a, a permanent name for the Islington Group in the long run. So two groups um, that are, well, I'll let you explain in a second, but we're, we've also got Paulina here who went on a on the walk earlier. And Steve. Yeah. Stephen, Stephen, who also went on the walk earlier. So Paul Pauline and Steve, Stephen, are going to um, ask uh, Karen about what she does exactly and maybe have some little um, questions about the walk we went on earlier and describe a little bit about wha what it was like. So uh, Stephen, why don't you start us off? Well, first of all, hello to all the listeners, Gillian uh, Lawrence and all the millions of others. Um, we're sitting here at the OSC, and we're talking about the walk we've just been on. It's a really windy day, cut you in half. It was very cold. But grateful to Karen for letting me get my four penafin because we do share a love of uh, architecture and all things nice. So, and hello Pauline, she kept up well. And <laughs> questions, yeah, questions. Did you enjoy it, Pauline? Yes. Yes, um, I did. But can I speak to Karen as well? Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Karen, I just um, a bit curious about why we went on this um, Nordis walk. Is it Nordis walk? What's it called? Well, the walking tour. The walking talk. Yes. Yeah. And um, what is it going to do for us while mm. we? Um, we walk and talk, and you, sh you were speaking to us about this war building, the building what been exists about millions of years and something. So could you help us in that area, please? Good question, good yeah. question. To give you a bit of background, though, the, um, I work at the Building Exploratory, and we specialise in helping people access information about what the buildings, the spaces, the architecture that they, you know, around them. And over the last eight years, we've been running a group called the Senior Bees, who are a, ha a group of older people from Hackney who come together every two weeks and visit various buildings, different environments. We meet with architects, we meet with planners, anything to do with buildings and spaces and change as well, mm. change in the past, but also change that's happening at the moment. So that's, that's, where, we, that's where we come from in our, our ideas about getting older people out and about, exploring the built environment, learning about <coughs> it, but also coming together as a social experience and, and, and slowing down and looking at buildings. People often talk about how they enjoy coming to the group because it gets them to look up and, and, and notice things mm. they not, have not noticed before. So looking at, looking at the buildings around you a bit closer and understanding where they've come from, why they look the way they do, um, how are they going to change, what's going to happen on that site there, what about that tall building that's going up? Oh, I don't like that. Or you know, having a, a an opportunity to talk as well and put forward your your views, your ideas, 
that's an another important part about the group. It's about it's, it's a forum, I suppose, a forum for discussion um, and sharing sharing opinions. Yeah, um, as you said about um, that, a lot of us um, people do not um, walk, walk when we're walking. We're not looking up. We're not looking at nothing. But can I say this that there are times when sometimes that I myself and Paula goes out together and um, I, you know, maybe we're probably not today, whenever, but then we sort of, a con we sort of a look. Mm. Yeah, so what you're saying is we've, we've sort of done this. Mm. We look at buildings and look at what's going on and look at what's happened and look um, how things are made, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's, um, it's a bit like what you were doing to us. Yeah, so yeah. we've tried it ourselves. Yeah. Paula, do you want to come and sit as well and join? Because you've been mentioned. Just, I'd, I'd like to get your. Obviously, you, yeah. you and Pauline have been doing this. Is how has it been different today? Hello, everyone. It's been uh, different because um, Karen, Karen um, is very well knowledgeable um, in the architecture of the area. Um, she was able to show us the boundary stones, which we wouldn't take no notice of. And um, like the Snake Park, you know, we just sort of passed by, wouldn't really understand the history be behind it. And um, yeah, it's been very interesting. And the, and the different type of bricks and different type of windows and the reason behind the style of the windows, for example, because um, in days gone past, many moons ago, um, we didn't have slate glass, so the windows, the panes were a lot smaller. So I, f I find it really interesting, yeah. more interesting than Moon Sister Two just walking about, strolling around. <laughs> in coffee shops. Yeah. In coffee shops. So <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> that's good too. That's funny because when we're in a coffee shop, when we're in a coffee shop having our coffee, looking for ice cream and all different we're we're using people as well because we're looking at all different type of people you know I mean like the um, um, the outcome of them what they're talking about not in their face but then um, we go to these kind of a uh, old building those old time we don't know where we are we just end up some place where you know it's but then it's similar that what we was, Karen was um, helping us to go through. That's so a, what you've done, you've actually give us something today, which is a great for you, giving us something, because at least when we go out, when we're out, we could um, spend time by stand up and have a look to see what was going on mm -hmm. before our time. Mm -hmm. So it's, comes up in a bit of a, a knowledgeable way. But what I'm saying to you as well, Karen, you're just a little girl. Hello, everybody, we're speaking on the radio to all world now. Mm -hmm. Just a little girl, and then you can tell us about all these um, historic, historic. historic building. So probably I would like to ask you one. Um, you have studied this for quite some time and um this what was in you before to help 
people like us or around to go out and you're showing us um, a sort of a way that how we can sort of uh, have a bit more relaxed time in ourselves apart from just saying go home sit and relax because that's not really relaxed relaxing the way and it's um, I feel that that's a very good way of relaxing as well also by helping our minds and our insights as well and then it helps us to grow even more absolutely there's sort of psychological benefits of it too of being together doing something as a group and then also um, changing your perspective maybe yeah. um, learning a few so learning a few new, learning new things um, and seeing things in a different light but I also just wanted to add something mm. that there were so many things that's going through my mind things to talk about now because yeah. something that you, you mentioned earlier was a, an in, um, the boundary stones yeah. and and that actually it was it was Steve who was bringing the boundary mm. stones into it which is a, a really important thing because on walking tours Everyone can bring something and contribute. And although I might have a few facts and a few bits of things I've researched in advance, the thing that makes a walking tour really successful is when people also bring in their knowledge and experience and share it as well. And that adds an extra layer of, of, of interest for, for me and for, <laughs> and for everyone else, I think. That's I, I'd like to ask mm. Karen, um, how did you start? What, what gave you the idea to, to start doing this? Why did you start doing these tours? Well... It's it's sort of continuation of of of, of what we did. It was part of the the the, the building exploratories um, ethos. Um, we 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 exist to to help people access information about their local area. And 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 about ten years ago, we started working with older people's groups. And at that time, we used to go out to to day centres, community groups, and bring activities to help people learn more about their local area through maps and resources, things that would get people talking and learning, much in the same way that we have done today on a walking tour. We'd do that in a day centre. And then we decided that we could actually run our own group and, and, do, and lead our own, lead our, run our own group, lead our own sessions and do our own programme of activities. So it's, it's been an ongoing sort of thing that's started off doing these outreach sessions and then slowly then getting to a point where we s could set up our own group in Hackney and now we also run a group for older people in Islington. Let's get um, one of the members of the Islington group to come and sit and share your microphone. Would one of you like to come and bring bring the chair up? And um, Great. C could you just introduce yourself and, and just speak into the mic? Hello everyone, my name is Nuria and I joined Karen as part of the Islington. The name we yet have to decide, but um, it's just because I really don't even remember how I found out about Karen's group. It must have been because I was a volunteer for Islington. I did volunteer work. I joined a few of the day centres, and I don't didn't really have any knowledge of architecture. I wasn't really interested in architecture. I was a lay I was a lay person, but I liked the idea of you know joining a group and going to these architectural buildings, speaking with the architectures, the architects, it, some learning something about Islington. I've lived in Islington for what 
79, 80 years. I still didn't know. <laughs> and I had to downsize and I had to move to the borders of Hackney. I knew Islington and never ever been around Hackney all my life in went to school in Islington, I got married in Islington, I lived in Islington, but knew nothing about Hackney. By going with the group, I even know now, I like the architecture, I love the buildings, I, I just, just, see, my passion was trees, I love trees, and everywhere we went, there were beautiful trees, and now I found out that I really love the buildings, because I, obviously, walking around, listening to Karen saying, look up, there's a clock at the angel, at the entrance of the old angel underground, on top of the building. I'd never seen it. And I have used that underground for what, 60, 70 years. I'd even, during the war, I had to sleep down there during the bombing. So I would, using the, the angel underground, at night time, I was a child, mum and I, used to run with a blanket to sleep on the platform when the last train had gone until the all clear in the morning. I had never seen this silly clock that was <laughs> on a building by the side of the entrance. So, you know, that obviously is a, is a minute detail, but mm. um, since joining, I know that with our group, we do have people that know a lot about cement and bricks and, <laughs> and marble and there are people that really know a lot about that it doesn't matter I, f I find it interesting <laughs> even though I don't okay <coughs> we often we invite specialists in to come and talk about particular subjects so uh, people who really know their stuff um, for example there's a historian and they ask questions yeah. to the architects which <laughs> you know what went into that brick the sand and the cement and the stone and the iron, they know that. I didn't. Mm. Well, I still don't, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was don't. amazing about our walk the other day is that S Stephen was like a mine of in local local Whoa. knowledge, and it was just incredible just having this extra extra layer of knowledge. So I guess members of the group bring, bring that as well. Yes, um, and as I say, um, it was just because I lived through the war years like a lot of <laughs> our group and um, the cinemas that we went to see, and those that are not there anymore. I knew all of them, we, we, went, we used to use all of them, and they took us there as well, so. Paula. Yes, thank you. Yeah, at the moment in Hackney, there's a lot of buildings going up, and I was just wondering, is your group a sort of a part of the consultation for local people with the architects? Because apart from that, I don't see any other way that we can um, get involved with what's happening. That's a really, um, really valid point, actually. That's, uh, that's something else that we really encourage and, and we'll do our best to, to um, sort of program in. We arrange activities that allow people to, the, the, the group, the senior bees, and also, where possible, the Islington group, too, to meet with the people who are making decisions and so that they could put their forward their views. Like, for example, a couple of weeks ago, we met with people involved in the, um, the, the development down at Bishopsgate, and so they found out all about the scheme, and they put forward their views as well. So it's, it's <coughs> we, yeah, we do, that's a very 
the important thing that we... So if there was um, developers developing uh, in Hackney and they wanted to engage with the local people, would they could then come to you then? They do sometimes, yes. Or we also will look them out as well and, and see if they w if they will if they'd be willing to, c to come and meet with the senior bees and the, the senior bees to, to comment on or find out about and then comment on their plans. I mean, they don't come to they they don't come seeking us out as much as we, you know. They, I think they could they should probably do a bit more yeah. coming to seek us out because <laughs> other than that, they don't engage with us at all. Mm. And if the law the laws got changed. For example, building laws, the size of the bedrooms and how much light we're allowed to have in our homes. How would they engage with us to inform us of that information without you being there? Well, then, those sorts, of, I don't know, those sorts of change. I think, it's a tricky Can question. I oh, yeah, give yeah. it. No, because in one of our meetings we did, we had questionnaires mm. about um, what is Islington doing for, Islington, obviously, uh, doing for pensioners. And then what could they do? Uh, are the shops helping? We had questionnaires. What could they do? What do you find about the angel? What's wrong when you're walking around shopping? What can we do to make the angel a better place? And what could the local businesses do for you? And we all put in our comments. This is where we linked up with... Um, with, with um, age, age concerns. We linked up. And then apart from that, because we all had our, you know, that bus stop is not right, and there's no, there's no entrances to those shops, and what are they doing, the businesses, and what could the businesses do to make Angel more friendly? Well, what yeah. we'd like to encourage is for developers or you know, people planning, um, built environment professionals, yeah. who yeah. are the people who are making decisions about things, to, to come to us and to speak with our group. Yeah, because at the moment, when you get to a certain age and you find it difficult using the bathroom, you can have a walk-in bathroom. Yeah. Which, which helps a lot, but I was just thinking for old people, when you get to a certain age, it would be so nice just to have a B-Day, <laughs> you know, just just a basic B-Day. Mm. So if they came to us and would say to us, you know, what would you really want in your bathroom when you get to a certain age? You don't want to be drenched every day just to tidy yourself, just mm. a little B-Day would be really nice, things well, like that. Um, actually, housing is something that we've focused on as a group, with with the Islington group and the, and the senior bees over the years. We've often returned to the theme of housing and how housing should be designed to, to cater for all different needs and abilities and, and so to this idea of lifetime homes that suit people through every stage of their lives. So the doors are wide enough, enough to accommodate wheelchairs, so there's the bathroom's big enough, there's, there's, it's, you know, there's also simple things like there's, you know, in new developments often there'll, there'll be, you often get single aspect homes so that all the windows are on one side but you can't get a, a draft through that, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's it's making houses and spaces that are good to live in for everyone, but but can be adapted to people as they age, and different needs and and abilities. The the architect said that the you know where Jamie lives. Yes. When we went there, the architects were there. Oh, I think it was the the angel the, the angel, angel building. building. The architects were there, and they said we would, and they we had questioners to fill in about would you like um elderly community no because we don't want old people just being and they did give questionnaires and they said that because there were quite a few questionnaires that and everybody did put in to the architects that's what they wanted so they liaise with age control but whether they actually get around to doing anything about it but it, they must they must do mm -hmm. because um the 
they wouldn't ask for the questionnaires if they were not going to actually look at them, would they? Yeah. You'd hope. <laughs> well, it yeah. would be time wasting yeah. for them, wouldn't yeah. it? I think a lot of it comes down to cost. If they can shave the price of something and make it thinner and smaller, they will. They'll cram as many people into a s situation as they can. And I think that's where it all fails. We've just gone through the 80s whereby we've had a lot of do-it-yourself builders. You know, I blame Barry Bucknell back in the 50s for this. They should have hung him, you know, with his pelmets made of hardboard. Because, th as we saw today, there are bricklayers and people that lay bricks. There are plumbers and someone who knows someone who can do a bit of plumbing. There's a total... There are two ends of the same street. Tradesmen. Terrible. Yeah, tr yeah tradesmen. Tradesmen. On the, day that tradesmen. on the day that Tony Blair got up in Parliament and said, oh, we need more apprentices, was the same day he closed down the building. Uh, college in Hackney in a triangle and that's sad but it's just a case of having craftsmen someone who knows what they're doing someone who's responsible what happens now is someone gets a building contract to build a building and they'll sub it out and it'll get subbed out again and subbed out again they'll take their shave they'll shave their bit off and you end up with someone who don't speak the language who's never been a plumber but he's got a saw that he stole off a Russian or something and he can fix the roof so and if that happens you know, then where does the where does the buck stop it doesn't. It just who is accountable it's no, it for that then? No one, because it's like a cigarette butt on the p parade ground. No one's going to pick it up because they've got to put it away. So they kick it about till it disappears. So how do we get the maintenance of our homes? Well, there are scandals involved. Say if you've got a, um, a local estate office, it's always closed. And you get, oh, you've got to go to the town hall to get your receipt or your complaint form to say you've got a leaky tap. And then you get that and you fill it out and you put it into the state office. And the state office is closed. And it's closed again next week. And when they've got about 30, 40 complaints, they, oh, too much for us to do. We're busy. We'll have to give it out to some, um, so some how contractor. Many, how many repairs are we allowed by law in our homes? I've got no idea. You need, we need to get someone in who's yeah. a bit From more expert counter. on that but because yeah. Yeah. obviously we're all just lay people. We if don't know. Yeah, like but <laughs> if it gets too difficult for the people in the council, they just change coats. They get someone else in that job and they move over to another job. It's not the responsibility yeah. anymore. They're getting their wages. They're happy. You know, if we go back yeah. a bit to what you were saying about um, building and stuff, I was reading Edward Lutyens who built the um, Sanitaf and that was 60 years ago. He had ideas about ring roads around London, uh, tall blocks with the green apron around them in case everything fell down, all the roads would still be free, and all these different things, housing estates. And that was 60 years ago, and it's all come to fruition now. It's so if you're talking about people coming here to plan, I think once you've seen the petition, it's over. That's it, it's already gonna happen. I think the only input you've got is that you've got all these, I say foreign architects or and architects come along and they'll they're a bit precious about their work you know when it comes to saying oh could we have this could we have that they go well we might squeeze it in what about if we did that for you and they give you they completely throw you but because you're not coordinated in your argument they'll always get away with um what they want to do rather than what you need so recycling highway that's coming up right now recycling highway that's going through um if it's if Liverpool Street to Tottenham, are you saying that um, it's already been planned and we have? It's probably I don't know if it's already been planned, but it's certainly taken um, your eye off the ball because they're doing lots of other things that you don't know about, but you're concentrating on that one thing, and that's what they want. 
Okay, so it's no point going to the meetings then. We can go to the meetings if you want to keep warm, but um. Oh. But I'd, I'd also argue time. for going to meetings and things just as much as anything, just to find out. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You've got all the facts. Yeah. That are available. But Karen, didn't they do that a few years ago when they said about Graham Road? They said, oh, we're going to knock down all the houses, we're going to build a railway through it, and it had all the um, action groups up, mm. and then everyone found out it was a spoof at the end mm -hmm. because people were so worn out with going to these meetings and worrying about things that when they actually changed Dalston, there weren't anyone to get up and say, mm -hmm. we think that's wrong because it had always been through this spoofing in Graham Road. Mm -hmm. So there's all this sort of um, fakery going on as well. Is that I think a lot of the time when they give you this, oh, look, give you that questionnaire or survey, they've already made up their minds what they're going to do. It just softens the blow, doesn't it? The, I think that's the yeah. idea. Mm. Um, or it concretes everything they were going to do in the first place. Mm. Um, mm. Although that, I mean, that that is talking a lot about developments and things. That's a, that's a part of what we do with the senior bees but it's it's not it's what we do is suppose it's it's, yeah. it's 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 the bigger picture is looking at everything so um i don't know it's not i just wanted to emphasize it's not we don't just yeah. look at developments and new yeah. things that are happening that's a really important part of what we do do but it's not not the end but it's very interesting looking at architecture then and now mm -hmm. the idea is that you're comparing both yes this walk today, as I always do, I mean, Stephen, you love brickwork, don't you? Mm. you? You know quite a lot about it. To me, if you all, most of these buildings in this area, you say, mm, 1780 on the... 1880... We had the cheapest materials and best materials, and we had the time to do it, and we played with weight. You go into the city and see some of the Witherspoons pubs it, that have gratefully kept those buildings going. They're the old banks. The marble and the size of them, and the, you know, they just look gorgeous. They're brilliant buildings. And a lot of the facades, like the fronts, have to be kept. Mm. Like none of it belongs to this country anymore. It belongs to Dutch pension companies or Japanese firms or, you know, German post office. Mm. The buses, they've gone. You know. Yeah. Actually, I was going to say also that th these old buildings we were looking at today, although um, they're still there, they're very well looked after and maintained. Oh, yeah. And they have, they, but there were times when they were not looked after and maintained, and they were falling into disrepair. Yeah. I think mm. it's, uh, I don't think it's fair to say, isn't it, that it's in the last thirty years or so that there's been a turnaround and people have maybe appreciated the historic fabric more and 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 started to restore it and look after it. And, mm. and well, there was a time when they started doing it. Quite a lot of buildings were knocked down because they mm. thought, and it was a big mistake, wasn't mm. it? That mm. was back in the sort of late 50s, early 70s. Yeah. Well, the estate next to me was lovely estate. It just got crushed by it in the council, and they had six or seven kinds of like companies take over, and it took years and years and years to build. It was built two feet below where it should be because someone skimped on the, the foundations. It's got no drains uh, to talk of, they're all soakaways, and they built with green wood, you know, indoors without fixing it to the walls. So when the central heating got turned on, all the walls would shrink and the walls were falling inwards on people. You couldn't bang a nail in the wall without the wall falling over, mm -hmm. like party wall, and all this. And yet, 
on the other side of the street, an American firm, American design, bang, it was up in 18 months. They're beautiful, they're lovely and warm, solid. When it came to knocking down the Maple Dean, the, because you had people that could read and write and were a bit, I'll say, more savvy, they got the Queen's surveyor in to say, you know, what, why are they going to knock our place down? Queen Surveyor really had a ruck with Acme Council. They said, don't you dare touch this. It's beautiful. You know, it's wonderful. It's lovely historic content. And they said, not like what you did with Shrubland Road mm. and, you know, Queensbridge and that. And they said, oh, well, you know. And it was all bushed under the carpet. Mm. But this borough. Yeah. What, what I found interesting today was that how diverse Hackney is in terms of the kind of housing that we can find around us. And, and you know, uh, houses are quite grandiose and there could be merchants' houses and then the social housing. And I think that's what's interesting about all of London is this mix of housing that you don't get, I think, in other cities so much of this mm. kind of very um, sort of rich, uh, expensive housing next to a kind of housing, you know, a local housing as authority block. And, and, it's, and I think that was part of the planning mm. Um, uh, and I, I found that quite interesting. Well, I think if, if, you, if you're a builder, say if you're a, a well-trained, you've done your apprenticeship and you probably come from a family of builders and you're a great, a very good tradesman yourself, yes, these buildings are a great, great interest. They work with an awful lot of money to renovate and all that, good money in it. But I'm just going back to what I like about when these buildings were first built, when they were being built, because... That's one of the reasons why I do like Charles Dickens, his novels, because he does actually describe in some of his novels when these things are going up. For example, Martin Chuzzlewit. It's getting near the end, the villain's on the run, and he does a run to, to Pentonville, for the place where all the building work was going on. I think that's how he describes it. But well, you can imagine all that area was one huge, big building site. Yeah. But not a building site as we know them, a building site with tradesmen, all these houses were being built at the same yeah, time, weren't they? Yeah, P, and P, like P, one P, of the reasons too was you see some of the shapes are different because by law they had to be, or they were done by a different building firm that had a different uh, architect and or, or designer. Well, that's right, and that was um, you saw that today actually because the the Beauvoir Square and Albion yes. Square they've got quite distinctive. They're, they're know, all they're individual. They're 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 they stand out as being but quite different. Yeah. Mm. The other ones. They had architects involved, but yeah. other houses didn't. They were not designed by architects. Well they, they were the, 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 yeah. the, the builders. Karen, I think what you're looking at is architect built stuff with builders and speculative builders. Mm. With a speculative builder, they get a piece of land and they'd say, Yeah, we'll build sort of 30, 40 houses on that, no problem, nice terrace. And they'd throw it up. Now, where you'd look at a normal wall or normal building, you get different bonds, what they call the way you lay your bricks. You can have stretcher bond. <laughs> English garden wall bond, you know, English bond, all that kind of stuff. Um, where it's interlocked, yeah. But with a lot of the speculative builders, they'd put the face bricks up, the ones that look nice on the front, and it's supposed to be a two brick thick wall, yeah. And what they do at the back, just slinging their rubbish in. Yeah. Now, instead of having the two locked together with interlocking bricks, you might get five or six bricks joining the two skins, so to speak. Now, if you look at the top of some of these buildings, you see this um, buddleia growing. Oh, you can look, you can look, a hundred feet away, buddleia coming out of the wall. It could be the same plant, 
And when it grows, it stretches and it pushes the two skins away from each other. And then, well, you get bulges in the brickwork. And the thing is, if you get more than one third of a bulge from the top to the bottom, yeah, the whole lot has to come down to the foundations and you've got to rebuild all it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So all this speculative building, I say they use rotten bricks, they made it out of anything, anything. Like we know where bricks and breeze blocks come from now, they're burnt human waste and burnt rubbish. But that's okay, you know. Okay. Live with that. They ain't come but, um, from Bedford then. Anything. They can put anything from Bedford. Yeah. That's where and the big brick. Yeah. And what Peter was talking about was the uh, flight of bricks over in Pentonville. They just made them out of mud, mm. you know, basically, and baked them. And, oh, that's a brick, that'll go. And get anyone out the pub who can throw cement on a brick and stick glue it together, so to speak. And that's your building. As long as it looks nice, as long as you put the plasters in and paint it a nice colour, yeah, that'll pass. And then what they do, they get a 99-year lease on it. So that they take the rents for 99 years and it go back to the original owner. But by the time the original owner gets the building back, you know, it's got to come down anyway, really. Yeah, it's quite so interesting. You're talking about the buildings that are coming up now, aren't you? Well, the building's coming up now, these glass oh, things. Yeah. We've got, we got a one at the top here. It used to be the Nat West building and uh, Tower 42. That's old-fashioned. It's got to come down now. Yeah, it's Whereas if you look along Kingsland Road and, like I pointed out, the um, British Land Building, the Bullgate Development, They've got new they've got new building techniques now, and you can go up on the floors on the Bullgate development, and it's an entire floor, and you see three or four columns holding the lot up, meaning they've got far a lot more floor space, and if you think they're paying maybe five hundred pound a square foot for floor space every month, you get a desk that's sort of two by six. You've got to make £3,000 on that desk every week before you even start to pay wages or rent or rates. Yeah? And that's why it's the land is so valuable or space is so valuable. It's got to get higher. It's got to go deeper. It's got to get bigger. And it's got, you've, got to have a, you've got to have a span indoors rather than walls. But you know, there are, yeah. there's about, I think it's over 200 tower blocks planned for London at the moment. They're in the planning yeah. process. And some of them are pretty yeah. high. Well, some a lot of the tower blocks here have got to be torn down because. Um, Does anyone know about these yeah. buildings around yeah. us? What, so we're surrounded by this whole um, group of tower blocks. I d- when were they built in the sixties? They 60s were built. Yeah, yeah. They, they were opened in nineteen seventy-one. The Dubai Fire Estate opened. Yeah. Seventy. Well, I do know. Yeah. Are those the concrete slabs? I do know the story about the uh, the one in Stratford East next to the uh, Olympic Stadium. And it's because I, I was working in that building for some reason. And uh, that was supposed to be knocked down for the Olympic Games. But the people that lived there, some said, all right, we'll move to a nice place somewhere else. But quite a lot of them said, no, we're not moving. And they stayed put, and that building's still there. Nothing mm. wrong with it. They've got a concierge at the bottom. They've got good security. So it's not a bad little place to live. Yeah. I don't think it's a good place to live for families, but if you're single, young couple, yeah. fine. But what I want, um, can I say about these big buildings, these tall buildings? At one point, they was going to get rid of all the tall buildings. But I, it's all surprise to each person on the land. They're still bringing back these tall buildings because these buildings they suicidal buildings, right? 
there's like a death trip building. So that everyone is surprising that they are bringing back these buildings. Mm. Is it because they um, they expect to gather uh, more millions to be into the country, into the country, into 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 town, while these buildings or they expect is more for the younger, more um, generation time because with a lot of these higher buildings, they've got people about in their 80s and 90s or in these buildings, sixth floor, seventh floor, ninth floor. So we would like to know what is it on um, while they're bringing all these buildings back. And one, I'd like to say something to Karen as well. Karen, well, um, like where he is speaking now in this, this like, it's like we have, an, we have we have in our own conference. So now, is it possible that you could get through a conference or Lucia or something so at least we could have some more people in the professional sector or something? So at least we, when we are talking, they've got pen and paper writing things down to know how we feel and what's going on. I, like think, I think there's West. a big need for that and, and Karen yeah. absolutely that's a really good idea that yeah. is it's something that actually we've got a vision for at the building authority yeah. which it is to we'd like to we'd like to sort of have a network of older people who are passionate about talking about the building buildings and the built environment and, and, and provide opportunities for people to come together to share their views with with professionals with, with the built environment yeah. professionals architects yeah. planners Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it work, it's something we'd like to work more on, yeah. definitely. Because I want to say something, because the building where I, where I am in the estates, they con they sought it out, they started it in 2000. Since 2000, it's fallen apart, so I can take every one of you home now and show you the ceiling is coming down again in the passageway. But Pauline, it's been going on for some years, isn't it, with any council? I mean, no, well, I a long, a long time, anyway. Yeah, but no, but I, what you see, it's been going on. But since new, new contractor come in, we're talking about the new people coming and do their work, right? That's what Stephen's saying. Yeah. They outsource the work. They out, we outsource the work to these contractors who are not accountable, who can't do the work. They, they don't do the work properly, and we've got to suffer the consequences. If you go around this area and you see paint peeling off the railings yeah. what that is is the council's given some contractor the job of painting the railings that means it's gone in and they've said yeah we'll, we'll clean off the old dirt off it then we'll put a primer on it and then we'll put an undercoat on it and then we'll put a coat of paint on it but they don't they come along they get a couple of people wash what don't even clean it they just paint over one coat of paint yeah and then they collect the wages because they've saved the money on the paint, that's in their pocket. They've saved the money on all the wages they said they were going to pay out, that's in their pocket. And they've walked away, and there's no comeback. It's so in two weeks' time, time, excuse me, in two weeks' time, when all that paint starts crackling and peeling off, the next person's got to come along and do that for a lesser price. I don't think so. They'd just but Stephen, isn't that false economy? Yeah, but, yeah, but if you're a builder and you've got money in your pocket and you know you got a friend in Acne Council, you can just walk away yeah, from it, don't you? Yeah, money for nothing. Uh, the idea is, if you look at the canals, all the, the new buildings that have done, all the desreses, let's call it, along the canal going all the way up to Hackney, uh, to Stratford East and beyond, those buildings, they look good. I know some builders that worked on them. 
I said to him, well, what do you think about these buildings? How long do you think they're going to last? And they said, not that long, probably 50, 60 years. Hmm. Not really a very good investment, is it? Unless you get some money to buy it off you. Yeah, but we've seen that along the Thames from um, St yeah, Catharines down. Exactly the same. All the warehouses in that well got knocked down and all the new places, they've made a cardboard. Mm. And they're terrible for noise. And the wiring's all wrong. And they're drafting, they're cold. Mm. And yet people think they're luxury accommodations. Mm. Ah, but this is, this is another problem in the community when there's not enough time for it. So when you've got young people with old people. Yeah. And then when the young people just doing, going around, doing their ordinary young people things, they get antisocial behavior being slapped on them and it's not their fault it's yeah. simply because these buildings haven't yeah. got proper soundproofing yeah. so we as a community is suffering when they take these old buildings make them into flats without proper soundproofing yeah. and put young people in there and then slap antisocial behavior on them because all they're doing is living with young people that's a big problem as well when especially when um the density of, of new housing developments say where there's been a council estate and they've demolished the old tubs, the old blocks, and they're rebuilding often at a much higher density. They're needing to fit a lot more people in, partly to cover the costs of redeveloping it. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. just that's an important point it in, in yeah. when we're living at higher density is is how you know making it comfortable for everyone to live okay. in to live at higher density. So if you did win the lotto and you wanted to move to Ireland to build a house, they give you a book of the shape of the building that you can have. If you're out in the country, you, uh, you know, you get maybe two dozen different designs for this bungalow or whatever you're going to build. But they won't just leave it there. They'll come around and say, well, the doors have got to be this wide. We've got to be able to have so many decibels blowing away in that room and you can't hear it next door. That's the soundproofing levels we want. And they've got some really good ideas and they've had it for the last 20, 30 years. And none of that has come over to this country. Yeah, it doesn't exist. No, no, no. Building standards. I mean, there are building standards. Yeah, but, but you've got no one to, no inspectors. Mm -hmm. yeah. To enforce. Yeah. When I was working for the borough 30 years ago, we had something like oh, 20, 30 maybe building site inspectors. When I left, I had two. We had planning officers. You've only got two planning officers in Hackney. Get away with anything you want if you. Two oh, there's more than two. Well, I don't there's a whole team of them. Well, now there is because I've, I complained before. Maybe they've got a few. <laughs> you. Thanks, yeah. Stephen. Um, we've but actually only got a few minutes left. So talk about noise. Yeah. One thing, going Very back quickly. to the 1840s and all that. This area and all this, because it would have been horse and carts and things like that, the noise must have been... Horrific, no? Well, something you'd get used to, I suppose. Yeah. But it would be very noisy, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, just to wind up, because um, we're going to run out of time very shortly, I'd like to go around um, and each of you kind of just give a bit of feedback of your day and your experiences in general of this, this idea of walking around. We've talked a lot about problems around us and building, and, and, it, and as these shows always do, they kind of go on to all <coughs> sorts of interesting subjects, and that's the point, you know, coming around and, and just talking about anything and it brings up some very very interesting stuff but if we can bring it back to the walk today and walking around and talking and socializing in general i'd like to get from each of you a little bit of a, a feedback of what you think what you thought about today and what you think about this in general so ca uh, karen just to start with you oh well there's lot, lots of things going in my mind that i'm thinking to talk about to summarize and, and trying to i'm, I'm working on i think 
think it's um, looking at the buildings and, and, walk, and doing that as a group. Um, you can learn about social history and change. And then today's discussion yeah, shows that then it can inspire further discussion and debate and, and then maybe from moving on from there, being able to, to, to look for ways to, to shape future urban change and buildings. I don't know how, you know, I think what to, to think big and be optimistic. Yeah, today <laughs> was a really interesting starting point yeah. for, for those conversations. Um, mm. What about you? Well, yeah, but I wasn't able to join the yeah. walk. What about but, 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 but your in general? Yes, in general. But apart from that, even the discussions in the meetings afterwards and during, um, my knowledge is, I mean, just one little thing I didn't know this week or so, and you, Stephen, you mentioned something about the Weatherspoons pub, the old, it was old bank, and it was the first time that, fr because I went two days ago on the Guildford walk, I was yeah. in that pub, yeah. and we just looked at it, and now I've heard it mentioned again. Well, now and you know where your money I'd went. I'd never seen it, I'd never heard of it, and I think it was opposite Leadenhall well, Market. Was oh, that, that that's the, the one that's the cross keys. The cross keys. Yeah. And I never knew anything like that existed, and it was beautiful, and we went but in. Are, well, you'll be, in, you'll be in a lot of Weatherspoons pubs from now on, I can tell you. But, <laughs> but you know... <laughs> you should try the Sam Smith's pubs, they're much nicer. This is just something that comes out of discussions as well, because yeah. it broadens... It, obviously, I'm learning so many things, mm. not just to do with, you know, the architect and the walk, about lots of other things yeah. as well. Wait, just one thing, just, just a little yeah. tip, call it that. If you see a blood donor wagon outside a building... Yeah, just go into Badona, walk in, because I've been into most of the major halls.